Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Blind Analysis. My name is Tommy Ray Valdez. Today, I want to talk a little NFL news. I want to talk a little bit about the NFC East. I also want to talk a little MLB news and a little more Seattle Mariners baseball. So lots to get to today. Uh, first, I want to talk about the latest NFL news. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have added another explosive weapon to their offense. They've added Julio Jones on a one-year contract worth $6 million. So this is another big weapon to add to this offense for Tom Brady. Uh, this Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense is stacked. Uh, they are absolutely loaded, and their defense is going to be very good again as well. So this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team looks like they are going to be very tough to beat. And I think this is a very good move uh, for the Buccaneers to add Julio Jones to this offense. If he can stay healthy, he can be very productive in this Buccaneers offense. So um, we'll see what happens with that. Um, But uh, good move. Um, So now I want to talk a little bit about the NFC East division. A lot of people look at this division and they continue to call this division the NFC least. Uh, This division... um, Continues uh, to struggle as far as um, getting a back-to-back division winner. That hasn't happened in a while. Um, And uh, lately, it seems like whoever wins the NFC East is always one and done in the playoffs. And uh, they always have the worst record out of all of the playoff teams. Um, So we'll see if that can change this year for the NFC East division winner. Um, But until then, uh, people are just going to continue to mock this division until uh, they can find a way to uh, turn things around. Um, There's a lot of talent in this division, uh, but they really seem to struggle to put it all together. Um, First team I want to talk about, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Some question marks in this offense already. Um, What will this offensive line look like for the Dallas Cowboys? Um, They do have some guys that they need to replace. Uh, On this offensive line, they have some big pieces that are no longer there. Uh, So we'll see how they replace that. And uh, what will this running game look like for the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, Ezekiel Elliott really struggled last season, and it really looked like Tony Pollard was the better running back um, in this Cowboys offense. Uh, But the Cowboys are really expecting a big year from Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I do believe that he did still manage to run for a thousand yards uh, last season, um, but in the playoffs, you know, uh, this running game really struggled against the 49ers. Um, so the Cowboys uh, just really need to get uh, their running game a little bit more consistent. Um, and uh, Tony Pollard is very explosive, um, but uh, this really looks like it's going to be a running back by committee situation for the Cowboys moving forward. Uh, so we'll see what that looks like. Uh, you look at the Cowboys receivers, Amari Cooper is now gone. He is with the Cleveland Browns. Um, so it looks like C.D. Lamb is going to be that number one receiver for Dak Prescott uh, this season. Um, Cowboys expecting some big things from C.D. Lamb. Um, they have also added James Washington coming over in a trade, or no, um, coming over uh, in free agency from the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, um Cowboys uh, really hoping for some big things out of James Washington. Um, And uh, they're really hoping that when Michael Gallup comes back healthy, uh, they're hoping that he could have a big year as well. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens uh, with this Cowboys offense. 
Um, you know, it should be interesting. Can Dak Prescott finally get over the hump and uh, string together some playoff wins? Uh, can Mike McCarthy um, finally uh, win his first playoff game with the Dallas Cowboys? Um, we know that, you know, um, Mike McCarthy is a very good coach. Um, he did win a Super Bowl with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, but can he get this Cowboys team going in the right direction? Um, you know, we'll see what happens. The Cowboys have not had a back-to-back playoff appearances since 2006 and 2007. So the Cowboys really looking to reverse that trend. Um, and uh, we'll see if Dak Prescott can get it done. Uh, the Cowboys defense is going to be very good again this season. Uh, they were very good last year. Um, and uh, the Cowboys are expected to be very good again uh, defensively this season, uh, especially with Mike, uh, Micah Parsons and uh, Trayvon Diggs. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, but uh, this is going to be a very interesting team to watch. Um, and also, uh, you look at the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they have made uh, some big improvements. Um, their defense is going to be very good again this season. Uh, the Eagles, they were able to make the playoffs last season. They got one of the wild card spots. Um, and, uh, you know, um, the Eagles, they really look like they're going to be very good offensively again this season as well. Uh, last year, they had the number one rushing offense in the NFL with Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and Kenneth Gainwell. Um, so they are expected uh, to once again uh, really run the football very well. And um, if uh, defenses stack the box, uh, that's really going to open some things up uh, for their very good group of receivers. Uh, their uh, latest addition, A.J. Brown, he's going to have a very big year for the Eagles. Um, and Devontae Smith, um, they're expecting another big year out of him as well. Um, and uh, Dallas Goddard is going to um, probably have a very good year um, once again as uh, the tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles. So, um, you know, uh, lots of good weapons on this Eagles team. Um, and uh, Jalen Hurts um, has been very impressive, according to the Eagles, um, in the offseason. So uh, they're expecting another big year from Jalen Hurts as well. Not only is he very effective running the football, um, but he's got a strong arm as well. So uh, this is going to be a very interesting team to watch. I do think that the Eagles will probably end up winning the NFC East this year, um, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, you look at the New York Giants, uh, that's another interesting team uh, to keep an eye on uh, this season. Um, they're expecting a big year. Um from Daniel Jones. I think this is going to be a make or break year for Daniel Jones. Um, they did not pick up the fifth year option on Daniel Jones. So, um, you know, he's going to have to really play well if he wants to remain with the New York Giants. Um, their head coach, Brian Dayball, was the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. Um, so, you know, they really think that he could um, really turn things around uh, for Daniel Jones. Uh, but Daniel Jones really has to cut down on the turnovers. Um, and uh, the Giants have to stay healthy. Uh, that's been a big problem for them. Uh, they need Saquon Barkley to stay healthy uh, when he is healthy and 
running the football well and catching passes out of the backfield. Uh, he is very productive. Um, and uh, they need um, a big year out of uh, Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Toney and um, Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton. Uh, so lots of weapons uh, for Daniel Jones. Uh, but can he uh, really get this offense going? Um, you know, like I said, Brian Dayball was the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. Um, he was able uh, to really um, turn things around for Josh Allen uh, when a lot of people were not thinking very highly um, on Josh Allen. Now he is one of the best quarterbacks in the game um, over these past couple of seasons. Uh, so, you know, the Giants are really hoping that Brian Dayball can have that same impact on Daniel Jones. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, the Giants' defense at times has been very good, but, um, you know, at times they have struggled as well. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, and what is the Washington Commanders team going to look like? Um, with Carson Wentz as their new starting quarterback, the Commanders are really hoping um, that they have finally found a long-term solution um, at their starting quarterback position. Carson Wentz is really hoping to return uh, to that early form that he had early on in his career with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, so we'll see what happens with Carson Wentz. He's got some good weapons in Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel and uh, Logan Thomas. Uh, he's got a good running game uh, with um, uh, with uh, Antonio Gibson. And I believe that J.D. McKissick is still there as well. Um, so we'll see what happens with the Commanders. Uh, can they get their defense uh, back on track? They really took a step backwards last season. Um, and uh, they were expected to be one of the best defenses in the NFL. And that really didn't happen for the Commanders last year. So, um, you know, we'll see if they could uh, turn their defense back around. Um, you know, uh, when Chase Young comes back healthy, uh, we'll see if him and Montez Sweat uh, could really get this defense going. And um, can the secondary for the commanders improve? Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, but, uh, you know, this NFC East is going to be interesting. But, again, I do think the Eagles will be the NFC East champions this year. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. Now I want to talk a little MLB news. Um, a little bit of bad news for Mike Trout. Uh, we found out that uh, – we found out yesterday that Mike Trout has a rare back condition. Um, you know, uh, this doesn't sound too good for Mike Trout, uh, but this is something that he is going to have to manage throughout the remainder of his career. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see how the Angels manage that. Um, but I do think that at some point later on down the road, they might have to consider making Mike Trout uh, their full-time DH. Um, but, you know, Hopefully uh, that is, you know, later on down the road and, and not sooner. Um, but that's something that the Angels might have to consider just to keep Mike Trout in their lineup every day. Um, but Mike Trout is the best player in baseball. Um, and, uh, you know, I know the Angels are um, just hoping that um, he could stay on the field and continue to be productive. So uh, we'll see what happens with Mike Trout. But, you know, this back issue is definitely something that the Angels – are going to have to keep an eye on. And uh, hopefully Mike Trout can find a way to manage this and um, continue to be productive. So uh, that's my thoughts on that. Um, 
And uh, also keep an eye on um, Juan Soto. Um, he has still not yet been traded, uh, but I did hear that um, the San Diego Padres might be the front runner uh, to make a trade for Juan Soto. Um, but uh, we'll see what happens. Still a little bit of time uh, before the trade deadline, but that is vast approaching. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens, uh, but it should be interesting. So that's my thoughts on the latest MLB news. Now I want to talk Seattle Mariners baseball. Really good series for the Mariners against the Rangers. Game one, Chris Flexen on the mound for the Mariners going up against Glenn Otto. And the Rangers get on the board first. They score a run on a wild pitch. Uh, that scores Ezekiel Duran to give the Rangers an early one to nothing lead. Uh, but then here come the Mariners. Base is loaded. Cal Raleigh comes through with a base hit to tie the game up at one to one. And then A. Eugenio Suarez scores on a wild pitch to give the Mariners a two to one lead. Um, and then in the fifth inning, Ty France hits a solo home run out to straightaway center field. His 13th home run of the season. This gives the Mariners a three to one lead over the Rangers. But then here come the Rangers. Adolis Garcia hits a solo home run to cut the Mariners' lead to 3-2. to two. Then the Mariners add to their lead um, with an RBI ground out. Fielder's choice uh, by uh, Carlos Santana. Uh, this gives the Mariners a 4-2 to two lead over the Rangers. Uh, but then the Rangers make things interesting. Nathaniel Lowe hits a solo home run off of Diego Castillo. That cuts the Mariners lead to four to three, and then Eric Swanson comes in, takes over for Diego Castillo, and he he uh, ends up recording the save, and the Mariners go on to win this game. Final score of four to three. Game two, uh, another really good pitching matchup. George Kirby on the mound for the Mariners. He goes up against Dane Dunning, and um, the Mariners uh, they get on the board first in this ball game. Um, Julio Rodriguez, good to have him back in the Mariners lineup, uh, returning after recovering from that sore wrist. He hits uh, he hits a, a solo home run in the bottom of the first inning to give the Mariners a one to nothing lead. His 17th home run of the season, uh, but then uh, the Mariners uh, they add to that lead. Um, Kyle Lewis hits an RBI base hit to give the Mariners a two to nothing lead in the first inning. Um, and, uh, this game uh, remains two to nothing for a while. George Kirby pitches five scoreless innings. Uh, he was very effective and very efficient, um, and, uh, really pitched well. Um, and, uh, then, uh, the Rangers finally get on the board in the seventh inning. Corey Seager hits an RBI base hit to make the score two to one. Um, and then, uh, um, and then um, the Rangers end up jumping out in front in this ball game. Adolis Garcia um, hits a two-run double uh, on a ball that just stays fair uh, down the third base line. Um, he hits a two-run double off of Paul Seawalt. This gives the Rangers a three-to-two lead. Um, then the Mariners tie the game back up. Cal Raleigh hits a solo home run. Uh, his 13th home run of the season that ties the game up at three to three. Um, and then the Rangers jump back in front. Ezekiel Duran uh, drives in a run uh, with a base hit um, on a uh, uh, a ball that 
uh, was not hit very hard, but it just uh, gets past Sam Haggerty out in right field. And uh, this gives the Rangers a 4-3 to three lead. Uh, but then in the ninth inning, the Mariners get an impressive rally going. J.P. Crawford uh, leads off the ninth inning with a base hit. Then Cal Raleigh ties the game up with an RBI double that ties the game up at 4-4. Four to four. Um, And uh, with nobody out, uh, the Rangers, uh, they end up intentionally walking Julio Rodriguez and um, and uh, Ty France uh, to load the bases. And then Carlos Santana hits a sacrifice fly to give the Mariners the 5-4 to four win over the Rangers. Um, and the uh, Mariners are going to come from behind win in this ball game, and they win this game final score of 5-4. to four. And then in Game 3, um, another really good pitching matchup, Marco Gonzalez on the mound for the Mariners going up against John Gray. Um, and uh, the Mariners, um, they uh, uh, they get on the board uh, first. In this ballgame, Sam Haggerty hits an RBI double to give the Mariners an early one to nothing lead. Um, and then the Rangers, they end up answering back. Uh, Charlie Culberson hits an RBI double off of Marco Gonzalez to tie the game up at 1-1. One to one. Um, And then uh, in the sixth inning, Jonah Hine hits an RBI double to give the Rangers a 2-1 to one lead. But then in the bottom of the seventh inning, Julio Rodriguez comes through with a three-run home run off of John Gray. And the Mariners go on to win this game, final score of 4-2. to two. Julio Rodriguez hits his 18th home run of the season, uh, 109 miles an hour on the exit velocity of that home run. And uh, this home run goes off of the scoreboard, and the Mariners go on to win this game, final score of 4-2. to two. Mariners get the big sweep over the Rangers, and um, they now um, get uh, their uh, record back to nine games over 500 with a 54-45 and 45 record. And uh, the Mariners uh, continue to play some good baseball. Um, they now have a 23 and 12 record in one-run ball games, and uh, the Mariners defensively continue to really play well. Um, they have uh, the best fielding percentage in baseball, and they have committed the least amount of errors in Major League Baseball. So the Mariners uh, really played some good baseball, and now they are getting ready to go to Houston. For a big four-game series, uh, Logan Gilbert will be on the mound in game one for the Mariners, and uh, this should be another uh, fun and exciting series. Big four-game series, Mariners looking for some revenge after getting swept by the Astros um, at the beginning of uh, their uh, homestand in Seattle after the All-Star break. So Mariners uh, looking uh, to continue uh, to string together a few more wins and uh, we'll see what happens. This should be a fun series. Um, and uh, Astros uh, currently um, are on a three game losing streak after getting swept by the Oakland A's. So um, A's really helping out the Mariners there. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, but uh, Mariners are still in this wild card race. They still have uh, one of the wild card spots. And um, hopefully uh, the Mariners uh, can continue to play well. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens. So that's my thoughts on everything. Now I just want to leave you guys with a quick Bible verse before I go. 
from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29. Um, and it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, Plan, uh, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a better future. Uh, this is an incredible reminder that God has nothing but the best intentions for all of us. If we continue to trust in the Lord and seek Him each and every single day, uh, we will uh, soon find out that God has an incredible plan for all of our lives. And um, if we continue to trust in the Lord, um, He will reveal uh, His will for all of us. Thank you guys for listening. God bless you guys. See you next time. Always remember that God is love and God is good all the time. Thank you guys for listening. God bless you guys, and I'll see you next time. Go Mariners!